You got gangsters, you got thugs, you got killings, you got love. Welcome to episode 122 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Hello, people! How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty damn good now. I started drinking this Kickstarter Recharge, brought to you by Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's good, right? Yeah, but it's called Blood Orange, man. Yeah, you never had a Blood Orange before? I'm a vampire now, but who wants... That's not what it is. <laughs> no, I've had Blood Orange before. It's good. I, yeah, it's pretty decent. It's not bad, actually. That's yeah, my favorite one of the, the Kickstart ones. I'm seeing spots. <laughs> uh, I think that's a personal problem. <laughs> Anyways, we have a lot to go over today, so let's jump right into things. Two what, feet in. What were your top two books this week, man? Number two this week for me was Mailbiter 22 by Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson. Did you say Mailbiter? That's a totally different book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn Mountain Dew dog. It's, it's a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Nail Biter, yeah, 22. Okay. <laughs> You're going to leave that in, aren't you, you bastard? Yeah. <laughs> Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson, they wrote a new book, <laughs> Mail Biter. <laughs> hey, it, technically, this book was a Mail Biter. Yeah, I guess technically. You know, because freaking Warren lost his mind. Yeah, uh, so Warren and uh, the, the detective or whatever, they're driving back to Buckaroo. Yeah. And uh, the good old detective lets it slip that they know that his daughter, Warren's daughter, uh, is involved in some crazy shit. Yeah, and that butcher guy has her or whatever. And Warren's like, what do you mean my daughter? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, you didn't know? I thought everybody knew at this point. Like, whoops. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> he tries to crash the car and Yeah, because he starts biting him. Yeah. Like, gnawing on his hand is everything, except for the one part, you know, thank God. Uh, but that's why it's called a male biter. And uh, he needs to know that black lives matter, dog. Okay. Stop. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Stop biting, man. It's a, it's a race thing. I'm pretty sure it was like a, I want to get to my daughter before you do kind of thing. But if you want to, if you want to turn it into a race thing, uh, we'll, we'll send Josh a, a tweet and see what he thinks. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the intent. <laughs> yeah, but what's messed up is the daughter is out there with that freaking... The main, the main butcher. Dude, that dude is badass. Yeah, he's, he's like really messing with her the entire time, putting the blade like different spots every time. Like I could kill you now if I want to, bitch. And then she doesn't. Is like stop this, stop this, stop this. And then like she takes it off and like he swings and she ducks. Like holy shit! We found out a little bit more about him too. The reason that he wears the whole suit of armor because uh, he got scarred somehow by some kind of chemical. Like his whole body's burned and stuff. So uh, still don't know much about him. Don't know who he is. But now we at least we know why he wears armor. Yeah, well, he's he's kind of terrifying, man. Well, he's supposed to be. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's the main butcher, the main bad guy. So, man, I, it was a great book, man. It was a really good book. Uh, surprisingly, it did not make my top three. I like when he gets when she walks in the door. Daddy's home. <laughs> but it was it was really good. I love Nailbiter. It's definitely one of my favorite series. So pick it up now, Mailbiter number twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> my number two was uh, Deadpool number thirteen. Uh, this is a really long, thick book, um, just like you like it. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's uh, written in four different parts. It's a story about Deadpool being hired by this accountant who works on Wall Street. And basically, he's this accountant for this law firm that works with a bunch of criminals. So all these criminals put their money into Wall Street to try to make bank. And their money was mismanaged, and it went to a bad investment partner, and he basically lost all their money. So the accountant who connected the criminals to the firm is who they're blaming. Gordon Gecko? <laughs> no. <laughs> his name's uh, Walter, I believe. 
Uh, so all the criminals start showing up wanting their money back. They're like, you're going to pay us somehow, and we're going to start taking fingers and other things if you don't, <laughs> you don't give us something. Nice. Typhoid Mary's a part of it, uh-huh. which I love because we haven't seen Typhoid Mary and Deadpool interact in a while. And you know there's a, a pretty messed up history there. Uh, so that comes back up. And uh, you know you get to see Deadpool. He, he's hired on to assist this guy to f- protect him. Mm-hmm. But he just screws everything up as Deadpool normally does. Of course. Because he doesn't care about protecting the guy. He cares about killing Typhoid Mary and getting his revenge. <laughs> yeah. So he enlists help from other people. Uh, the first person he goes to is Daredevil. But not as Daredevil. He goes to Matt Murdock because he's saying, maybe if you can turn over state's evidence... The assistant DA can get you in witness protection or something. Yeah. And then after Daredevil finishes his arc in the story, it moves on to Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which is always fun. Because <laughs> Deadpool has been a part of the Heroes for Hire off and on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even the Mercs for Money was like a spoof on Heroes for Hire. So there's a little bit of bad blood between the, the group of them. But um, they're all searching for this laptop that Deadpool was supposed to put in the safe that has the evidence. Mm-hmm. But it didn't fit in Deadpool's safe, so he just threw it in the trash. Nice. So they're all at the dump, digging through piles and piles of garbage, trying to find this laptop. <laughs> and Deadpool tweeted, hey, I'm at the dump looking for this laptop, trying to help this guy turn state evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so all the bad guys show up. Of course. And that was Deadpool's plan, so he could kill them all. Mm-hmm. But he didn't tell anybody else that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Dick move. I mean, it's uh, not the best Deadpool story I've ever read, but it's really fun. And there's, uh, there's a story by Charles Soule in there. There's a couple by Jerry Dugan. Uh, one more by somebody else. I don't remember. But it's like a anthology kind of Deadpool story, and all of them go together. Oh, um, cool. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And it's you know, one of the, my more favorite Deadpool s- stories of this current arc. So check it out. I think you'll like it. Oh, cool. I didn't get a chance to read that. Yeah, you missed out. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my number two. Uh, what was your number one? Uh, that would be me. Yes, I'm number one. <laughs> no, you're number two. Oh, nice. Who does number two work for? <laughs> Deadly Class 21 was my number one. Rick Remender and Wes Craig. It's also my number one. Everything is going to shit. That's the only way I can say it, man. Well, Petra basically betrayed everybody. I mean, everybody? Uh, Marcus, and Bitch. Pe- <laughs> Marcus and Petra and the one other guy have been on the run. And the, the Russian kid and his friends have been trying to track him down. And the fat kid and his friends have been trying to track him down. And uh, Marcus runs across Willie. And Willie's going to kill him yeah. uh, for betraying him. For and, and Marcus is like, what did I ever do to you? All you ever did was steal my girlfriend and, and treat me like shit. And I was your friend. I was like your real friend before everything else. And Marcus is devastated that Willie's going to kill him now. And he's like, I never thought it would come to this. And Willie's like, you know what? You're right. Like You were the only person who was ever really there for me. And I don't really care about Saya. That was just a piece of ass. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm a shitty person. We're going to die because these people are all after us. If I, if I help you, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is like, no, we'll, we'll get through this together. And Willie wants to kill himself. He's just like, I, I don't have anything to live for. Marcus talks him down off the ledge, and, and they're starting to reform that friendship and get away. All of a sudden, the Russians show up and blow Willie to hell. It's sad, mm-hmm. but Marcus doesn't even have time to contemplate it. He has to get back on the run. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like I said, Petra betrayed everybody. She threw mustard gas in the room and killed the, the first guy. Oh. And then she's uh, trying to get away. Saya knows where Marcus is now, too. And she's standing down at the doorway waiting for him with her sword. He runs to the door and she skewers him. Yeah. Bitch! <laughs> like, oh my god, Marcus is the most important character in this story. and Was. He might be dead. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely skewered. <laughs> How mean, about the two gay guys going in there? We're trying to get the pictures back from the fat kid. And the fat kid had the other gay guy betray him and shoot him in the back of the head. Like, what the freak, man? I mean, that's some serious influence over somebody, right? Uh-huh. Whew, a lot of murder, a lot of chaos, just a crazy, crazy issue. 
Uh, it was so good. I love Deadly Class since the beginning. It just seems like it keeps getting better and better. Um, I'm still waiting for that touchy-feely moment, man. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to end. I mean, I don't know if uh, if it's going to keep being an ongoing or if it's supposed to end on the next issue or what. But, I mean, I can't really see the story going on for much longer without Marcus. He leaves the sword in, dog. Fights for another two hours and then dies. I mean, unless there's some, <laughs> unless there's some kind of supernatural element to this we haven't seen yet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's possible. I doubt it, man. I mean, I, I mean, seriously doubt it. It's been Marcus based is- in reality this whole time. I, I just... It's so weird. I don't know if we're going to see Marcus survive this or not. I think he's dead, man. He survived some crazy shit before. So. No, nah, he's finished, man. Sai is going to cleanse the whole school. I think so. <laughs> be the new master. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next one, though. I really am. i got to see where this goes because, man, it's crazy. All White right, guy well, lives matter, man. White guy lives matter. <laughs> what is it with you today? <laughs> Horse lives matter. That's right. They do. All right. Uh, well, that was my number one as well. What was your pick of the week? Huh. <laughs> You're not getting me to say it. What was your pick of the week? <laughs> Dick. Well, what did you call it earlier? The revolt, the vultures, and and you couldn't even say it. It was really funny. The Voltron list. I don't know. <laughs> the revisionist number the one. Revisionist number one from Frank Barberi and Gary Brown. That's actually my pick of the week as well. Um, we talked to Frank about it last week at Space City Con. We both got copies and read it. it came out this week though, so this is the week we're actually reviewing it. Um, it's a fantastic book. It's a straight up piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding, man. It's a great book, man. I loved it. Like I said in the interview with him, the book reads like a movie. Yeah, it really does. It is so good, and it flows so well. You got gangsters. You got thugs. You got killings. You got love. You got... It's all there. I mean, it's a it's a time travel story. That's key this, fathers and everything. <laughs> it's about this model prisoner who is in this... He's incarcerated at the moment, but he's getting out soon for good behavior. And he's been turning over his other fellow inmates to the warden and to other people... And that's part of the reason he's probably getting released. So, of course, the other inmates frown upon that, and they look down on him, and they're planning on getting back at him. And they do. Yeah, because he was squealing. Uh, They have their friend, the assistant warden, come in, who's totally planning on killing him. But before he even does, he kills the cop who's been helping him. Dude, headshot. Messed up. I was like, oh, my God, his squeeze is gone. The only (laughs) only thing that that might save that, though, is because it's a time travel story, he may be able to fix things so that she doesn't die. Butterfly effect. Uh, So... You know, he goes back to his cell, and they're planning on killing him that night. He finds this box that was sent to him with no return address label, no description, no nothing. He opens it up, and there's a wristband inside that communicates with him. And it's basically the voice of his father telling him that he has the ability to travel through time. I am your father. And he needs to do things that the watch says to do, or he's going to die. So... At first, he's like, whatever, this is garbage. Yeah. But then he's forced into believing that it's going to really happen. And uh, he starts following the instructions and basically falls through a time portal at the end. It's pretty cool because the damn thing is telling him, go left, go right, jump. <laughs> well, it's showing him in the future as well. And yeah. he he's, has all this like futuristic gear on and he can <laughs> tell it what to do. Shoot, it's climb. <laughs> really interesting, really uniquely executed. Uh, just a lot of fun. Yo, he starts you off. Frank does a great job with this. He starts you off with the guy in the future. So you're like, huh. Okay, then he takes you back to the past. And the funny part is he made the joke with us, too, how the guy's name is Martin. Yeah. So, like, back to the future, Martin, Marty. But then the last, his last name was Monroe. <laughs> it's just kind of cool how he got that as well. Yeah. It is a really good book, and like I said, it does flow very well. And I know we got signed copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're actually going to have a few copies to give away at our Comic Flu's Alive show this year. So if you're in town and you're going to be there for that, you know, make sure to come by. We've got a lot of cool shit to give away, actually. Oh, yeah, because trust me, you pick this book up and you'll be very happy. And you're going to want to go with the rest of them when they start coming out. This is actually a very, very good book. And like I said, Frank writes good stuff. Five ghosts. Yeah, everything Frank does I love. So you won't be disappointed picking this one up, that's for sure. And our comic book store had a bunch of them. 
And for Frank, to let you know, they sold. <laughs> That's always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I also want to give a little honorable mention. Uh, last week we went to Space City Con. Oh yeah, and uh, we went to the Valiant panel. We talked to Fred Van Lente about Valiant books, and neither one of us has really spent a lot of time reading Valiant stories. At least not since I was a kid. I mean, I read books here and there. You're a Valiant Harbinger and stuff when I was growing up. <laughs> Maggots Robot Fighter. Whoa, Maggots uh, Robot Fighter. <clears throat> yeah, Magnus Robot Fighter. Oh, they said Maggots. Like, what the hell kind of robot fighter is that? You get enough magnet maggots, they should be able to take out a robot. <laughs> It's kind of gross, man. Yeah. But anyways, uh, when we were at the con, we picked up a couple of trades. Archer uh, and Armstrong! We got Archer and Armstrong, Volume 1, Quantum and Woody, Volume 1, and Ivar Time Walker, Volume 1. What's that blood thing? Blood, uh... And you won uh, Bloodstone, yeah. number one, I think. Uh, I haven't read that one yet, but I did read the other three, uh-huh. um, and they were all really good. Like, I'm actually very intrigued by the Valiant universe now. Um, they did a pretty good job selling it to us at the con. Like the presentation they did was very interesting talking about their whole enclosed world and how it's not so big. And there's only like maybe 15 titles total to yeah. understand the whole story. He said it was not so big. <laughs> <laughs> it's valiant though. Whoa. <laughs> it's shiny and chrome, <laughs> but it was really good. Have you, have you read any of them yet? I started reading Archer and Armstrong and I'm, I'm trying to go on reading all these three books negative. Because I can't afford to buy any more books. <laughs> no, no. From what I've hit already so far, they're really good. Yeah. So I'm really surprised how good they are. I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're bad. Okay, that came out like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> those guys are talented. And I'm, I've never read Valiant books before in my entire life. But I was like, wow, this is some good stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm probably going to have to figure out how to get the rest of them. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to pick up the rest of the trades. And we should be able to get them fairly cheap online, I believe. Um, but... Man, if you haven't read any of the Valiant stuff, I kind of highly recommend checking them out because I was surprised at how good they were. Yes, shout out to our Valiant people, man. Hook a brother up, man. Uh, I also want to give a little bit more of a nod to Fred because he sent us an advanced copy of his new book that's coming out called Weird Detective. And it's about this kind of Cthulhuanic monster that's taken over the city and there's a whole bunch of people there. And there's this detective who, um, well, the real detective has been put in some kind of coma or trance-like state. And something else has taken over the detective's form. And all of a sudden, he's become like Batman. He's like the best detective ever. He can solve every crime because he can see all these different dimensions and stuff that nobody else can see. And he has a talking cat as his only companion. And the cat was just like a stray cat he found on the street and gave the ability to talk to. And the cat's an asshole. That's great. I love it. (laughs) It's actually a really fun series. Um, And the first issue of that is coming out from Dark Horse on uh, June 15th. Uh, pick it up. It's really, really good. Uh, we're going to have Fred on the show later, probably in uh, July, early July, to talk about issue two when it comes out. I think you guys really enjoy Weird Detective, so make sure to tell your shops to put it on your pull list. Yeah, the cat is amazing, man. That's all I'm saying. But also, <laughs> a shout-out here for Fred, period. I took like a massive stack of books up there, and he signed them all. Hell, he even signed the Valiant's crap after I came back to him again. And he's like, not a problem, man. I talked to him about Big Trouble in Little Town. I told him he was a little... Kind of hard for me to approach him a little bit, you know, because I'm a big fan. Of course, we talked about Big Trim a little time for a lot. Great guy. Awesome rider. And he was working his butt off when he was there, man. Mm-hmm. This is why we didn't get a chance to interview him because we didn't want to interrupt him. He was every doing time I looked so over, much. Every time I looked over, he was on his laptop and the phone. <laughs> it's just crazy how busy the guy was. It's called working, man. Yeah. Making that money. You got to do it. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for comics this week. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that the show needs money to survive. And uh, we appreciate any help you guys can give us. Uh, the best way to help us is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comicalpodcast. 
and contributing however much you can per month. I mean, anything as little as a dollar helps us. Uh, you can go all the way up to any amount you want to give. I need some more of this Kickstarter shit, man. Come on, give yeah, me some we money. Got to restock our fridge, guys. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, patreon.com slash comical podcast. Support us if you can. Or that- if you don't want to do Patreon, you can always contribute directly by going to our PayPal and just sending money to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of it goes towards our traveling to cons and doing more interviews, uh, upgrading our equipment, which pretty soon we are going to need a new laptop. This one's having some issues. You know, it gets a lot of wear and tear because we record so often on it. And we're doing a lot of giveaways, too. Uh, pretty soon we're going to have a bunch of new stuff to give away. So help us out if you can. That's basically the, the gist of this. Yeah, I think I just licked your microphone. I was too busy screaming, and I got too close to it. As many people have, as have talked into that, I probably wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I didn't try to lick it on purpose. I think I'm like, eh, uh, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, okay, we, we need a new microphone cover desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Kickstarter. Dude, drinking this crap here, it killed everything that's on my tongue, so. <laughs> microphone's clean now, Actually, dog. it's all just dancing around now on your tongue. It's, it gave, gave it all energy. <laughs> oh, oh. Bacteria party in your mouth. <laughs> There's a fungus among us. <laughs> all right, well. Now it's time for Tell Me a Funny Story. And he's up. <laughs> Why am I up? It's your turn. I thought it was you. It is me. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard trying to get me again. All right. So uh, last week before Space City Con, I went to my friend George's house to work on our comic. And we were there until about midnight or so. And then I was driving home. And I have a tendency to speed, you know, it's, I, I don't go crazy or anything, but I was going, you know, 10 or 15 over the speed limit <laughs> and I got on, uh, the tollway heading back towards the house. 10 or 15 over the speed limit means 20 to 30, but okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> on the toll road sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, I was, you know, speeding along on the tollway and, uh, I saw a bunch of cops that pull people over. So I slowed it back down. You laughed at him, didn't you? Like, ha ha, didn't get me. No, no, I slowed it back down, and the speed limit was 65, I was going 73, and I made sure to keep going 73 the entire way. I never went over eight miles over the speed limit because I didn't want to get pulled over, and that's about the, the cutoff for when they'll actually stop you. I don't know what kind of cops you drive around, but if I was going 73 and 65, i get pulled over, arrested, and all kinds of stuff. Well, on the toll road, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of other assholes driving 80 and 85, so if you're driving 73 and there's a lot of people speeding past you, they're not going to go after you. Okay, okay. That, that's my theory, at least. All right. So I'm driving 73, and this car shows up out of nowhere and gets right behind me, and it's raining, so I can't really see who it is or what is going on behind me. It's raining, man. No, it was not raining, man. It oh. was just water. Oh, okay. Like normal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what kind of world are you living in, man? <laughs> So I'm driving, and I maintain my 73 the whole way, and I get to the end, and I exit off, and then it kind of does this thing where the exit dumps you right into the feeder road, and it goes straight, and it's straight for probably like three blocks, and then you turn right and get on the highway. Yeah. So I get on the feeder, and I didn't really slow down very much. I slowed down to like 65, and I made it right to the highway, and then all of a sudden the car that was behind me turned on his lights, and it was a cop. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) So I pull over into this hospital, and I park, and the cop gets out and comes over, license and registration. I hand him my stuff, and he's like, you know how fast you were going? And I was like, uh, 73? And he's like, I'm not talking about on the highway. You exited, and you were going 65 and a 45. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm just trying to get home. It's pretty late. And he's like, wait right here. And he walks away, and he like walked around my car, and he came back to the window. And he shines his light on me. And he's like, your shirt's pretty funny. 
He's like, I'm just going to let you off with a warning tonight. He's like, drive safe the rest of the way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was wearing my, uh, I have this blue shirt that has a Tyrannosaurus Rex silhouette on it. Mm-hmm. And it says T-Rex hates push-ups. He's like trying to do a push-up, but his arms can't reach. Because of his face. Because of, of his big head. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But because the cop liked my shirt, I, d- I got a warning for going 20 over the speed limit. <laughs> you suck. But I didn't, I mean, what kind of cop like followed you that far and never turns on his lights? He was hoping you would go faster. But I was not stupid. I was driving. I mean, he followed me for like eight miles. You didn't know it was a cop, though. He was hoping to go faster. I didn't know it was a cop. I thought it was just some asshole on my tail. Yeah, so he figured you would speed up and go? He was right on my ass, too, so I didn't speed up. So maybe that's why he didn't give you the ticket as much, because you didn't like aggressively like, haul ass. Or you could have said, like, you, you were on my ass the entire way. I was trying to get away from you. You know? That's what I would have been. I thought you were a killer. I was trying to get away from you. <laughs> or you just do like I did this the other day when I had to go pick up my wife. Car got behind me. And like, okay, first I'm doing 75, and of course I get to the point with this construction, so you got to go down to 55. Mm-hmm. And so I was still going pretty fast. Car was behind me, and I stopped. I mean, pretty much went down to 55. And the car behind me did too. But I even slowed down even slower than that. I got down to like 50. I took the shit down almost to 45 to let this bastard pass me because he was like, I was going left, going right. He was following me all the way because he was trying to use me as a, uh, you know, let this bastard get the a ticket. A deterrent, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't get off my ass. Like, really? Oh, okay. We, we can play this game. I dropped that shit down to 35 on the freeway. <laughs> he slowed down. That piece of maggot shit slowed down. Then I exited off, and, he, and then he sped up. Oh, you piece of crap. I Knowing dropped, you, I'm surprised you didn't get right back on and get behind him. Well, I was going to, but I had to, I had to go get the wife. <laughs> That's what you should have did to that cop, man. I should have dropped it down to 20. Yeah. Then he got me a ticket for going too slow. I told you the story before about when I was driving like 100 back towards Huntsville that time, and I went over one of these giant hills, and I saw him ahead of me, so I slowed way down, and he slowed down. And it got to the point where he was like right in front of me, and I was driving like 45, and so was he. Mm-hmm. And then he finally like got behind me and pulled me over, and he was like, why are you driving so slow? I'm trying to catch people speeding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I told you that one before, but it's really funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brown lives matter, dog. Because it was me, they'd have pulled me over, handcuffed me. I'd been suspect on the side of the road, checking my car. We're going to check your car for drugs, narcotics. We know you're up to something shady. Well, that's because you're driving with your phone up. Like, I'm trying to find a Wi-Fi signal. No, I'm not driving my phone up. That's because I'm driving in that most dangerous Kia Forte, you know. That's what drug dealers use to, to you know, carry Did stuff around. Did you have in-tow and tape on the back? Because that's a pretty clear sign. <laughs> Dude, you know what my wife calls those? She calls those Mexican trains. That's a that's a drug car for sure. <laughs> no man, the cars are going back to Mexico to be changed and and stripped and sold and fixed. No, those are the cars know. coming from Mexico north with the drugs in tow. Oh, coming this way. Oh, yeah. I thought you were like going toward there. No, no, no. They're always going away from Mexico. <laughs> oh, the ones I always see are always, well because I live south. They're because they've already been emptied and they're heading back for a refill. Nice. <laughs> so they continue to stay in tows, which yeah. is, they never get fixed. <laughs> no, they never get fixed. That's shitty, man. <laughs> it, it seems to work because they don't get stopped very much. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't know. That's that's messed up, man. Why got brown guys got to be, like, trafficking drugs? Why is he just taking the car home? Maybe he bought the car in Mexico. He's going to fix it back home. Maybe he was born in Texas, man. I'm just telling you what I think. (laughs) (laughs) Drug dealer lives matter, man. Do they? I don't think so. (laughs) Anyways, that was my funny story. I don't know how funny it was, but I thought it was kind of uh, humorous that he liked my shirt. Your shirt is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't (laughs) didn't get a ticket. Carry on, Klansman. Carry on. Is that what it is? Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? I want comics. All right. So <laughs> Marvel has announced that Marvel Now is returning in the wake of Civil War II. They haven't really explained much of what that means. It's not going to be a full relaunch. 
but it's going to be a continuation of where a lot of the series left off when Marvel now ended before it became all new Marvel. Now. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. I think they're trying to kind of piggyback on what DC is doing with DC rebirth where it's real convoluted and hard to follow and, they're hoping people will just keep buying stuff. I, I guess it's an excuse to start over with a bunch of new number ones. Sons of bitches. Um, well, you know, DC's got a pretty good plan. And I have to give them props with this rebirth shit. They're going to do rebirth, then they're going to do the story, then they're going to do the afterbirth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, re- rebirth is actually pretty good. Um, I was a little disappointed with Batman rebirth. I was, too. Uh, it was really short. The it best was, part was the thing at the end. It was 20 pages, and I think six of them were splash pages. So I, mean, I read that book in like three minutes, and I was like, what the hell was this? And it's a Batman number one. Like, those usually end up being, you know, valuable. But it's the stuff at the end, that the, you know, the little thing. Yeah. I don't know. It was okay. It was underwhelming. Nice. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Marvel is doing Marvel now again. We don't really know what that means. Just uh, another relaunch. <laughs> like, they can call it what they want to call it, but it's another relaunch. Two months later, Marvel. Marvel. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> All new Marvel now again. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Well, you got dumbasses like you and me to go out and buy these books, so hey. Uh, less and less. Mm-hmm. Our, our pull lists are getting smaller and smaller with Marvel. We've had enough. We've had it up to here, and we're not taking it anymore. Uh, I'm really getting tired of it, actually, with Marvel and DC. I'm only reading the titles I really like now, and... Uh, more indie books, but it was already sort of trending that way to begin with. Just say it the way it is. You're reading only the books you know of the guys that are writing. No, I'm reading. I still pick up various things to check them out. Like Black Road was a new book I picked up. It's really good. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the Priest Viking book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I still pick up stuff and check it out. I mean, the next piece of news is for a book for people I don't even know. <laughs> All right, well, hit me up, brother. Uh, so when we were at Space City Con, uh, we, we went to a panel with Elliot Rahal and Danny Cates. You remember those guys? Elliot was the guy who used to be a stand-up comedian, and then he went into comics, and Danny was the guy with the, the hipster mustache. I don't think I remember Danny, but I know Elliot. Okay. Well, they did a book together called The Paybacks. Elliot's the one who dropped the F-bomb in the, in the uh, Valiant. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck up. Oh. Oops. <laughs> it was actually really funny. Um, they did a book called The Paybacks uh, together for, I think it was Dark Horse uh, before, and they did like a five-issue miniseries, and then it went away for a while. Well, Heavy Metal the comic publisher has picked it back up and the uh, first issue is actually coming out July 6th and they just announced that today. So that's kind of cool. Heavy metal, man. I haven't heard that name in like forever. Yeah. I mean, it used to be just the magazine, but now I think it's actually a comic publisher. That's crazy. Yeah. It's come a long way. I'm waiting for the, uh, what's that magazine? Hip Raider. <laughs> that, <all> the, <laughs> that needs to come back. <laughs> good housekeeping, good housekeeping comics. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cosmopolitan comics. They're all they're all about sex and weird shit. What? Hey, you remember a while back you said Walmart was going to be throwing out comic books? When's that happening? I think a lot of them already do that. Really? My Walmart doesn't carry a piece of shit. I'm enough. I spent enough time in there to notice there ain't nothing in there. I don't. I think a lot of them already started it. You, huh. may, you may just be at a bad one or something. I don't. Wow, know. <laughs> a bad Walmart, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, check out the paybacks when it comes out. I, I read the I read half of the first trade, which uh-huh. I got at Space City. It's actually really good. Um, it's about people that uh, take out loans to become superheroes. Like they, they take out like million dollar loans to buy suits of armor and shit, build a bat cave, whatever. And then their intention is to like make money by being a superhero, become famous enough. That they can pay, pay the loan back. Nice. But it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so what ends up happening is there's this uh, group of powered people called the paybacks who go and basically repo the money and repo the bat caves and re- repo the Iron Man suits and, 
Um, it's it's pretty funny. That sounds like it could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty good book. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to reading the rest of it next week. Huh. So check that out. It's fun. I shall. Uh, the very last thing is that Loot Crate has recalled their Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt. Um, it was one of the prizes you got in your Loot Crate a couple months ago, I believe. Uh, apparently it melts if you try to use it to take anything out of the oven. <laughs> Ma, I should ask Rick because Rick gets Loot Crates. I wonder if he got that. Probably so. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures of people online with like it melted and like their hand are burned and they have boils and shit. <laughs> He's on fire. Uh, they should have put like a, a, a anti heat gym on the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet or something because it's it's not working. So they're they're actually doing a recall on those. If you go to their website, I think you can they'll explain how you can send it back and get something else instead. Nice. We'll give you your hand back. Here you go. <laughs> Free hands. Here's your Iron Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Somebody lost their job. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so that's it for comics. What do you want to talk about next? Movies or TV? I want some TV, man. All right. TV's real short. Okay. X-Men Legion has been officially ordered by FX for early 2017. Gotcha. They're going to do an eight-episode first season. Nice. So I guess it's kind of just a trial to see if people like it. Okay. But I'm excited for that. I mean, I, I like the Legion storyline, so should be kind of interesting to see what they do. Yeah. On FXXXX. X. <laughs> That's a different channel. Just the one FX? <laughs> just, just the one X, yeah. Uh, Outcast debuted. Came out June 3rd. I haven't seen it. You still haven't watched it? No, you're supposed to give it to me. <clears throat> I told you they put it up on YouTube. I forgot. Well, how am I going to watch it? Yeah, because I just got rolling G's everywhere oh, I yeah, go. yeah, that's why the cops are trying to pull you over. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. I'm trying to watch Outcast on YouTube. I found Wi-Fi. <laughs> Sadly, last night, uh, I turned on the TV and Outcast was on. Apparently, I do get the channel with it on. Uh-huh. And it was already halfway through, so I didn't see it. Well, you've read the story. You could have, you could have just watched. it. Yeah, but I want to see it from the beginning. You know how I am. Okay. Well, it's it's actually really good. It's very true to the comics. At least the first episode was. Kirkman has come out and said that uh, it's going to be just like The Walking Dead, and they're going to deviate a little bit. Okay. I mean, <laughs> his definition of a little bit and my definition of a little bit are quite different, I yeah. believe. <laughs> but uh, season one at least has to kind of be kind of true to it. I yeah. think so. Just don't be pissed off when Daryl shows up. Aw. <laughs> T-Dog! <laughs> well, I mean, Outcast is not like a series that I, I truly love or anything. It's good, but I, it's not like The Walking Dead was for me. When Walking Dead started, I was like the biggest fan of the comics you could be. Like, I loved The Walking Dead comics. And remember how excited I was? Yeah, you were. And then how underwhelmed I was? Uh-huh, yeah, you were. <laughs> and then how, like, it's just progressively gotten worse and uh-huh. worse as the years have gone by? And how you continue to bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really feel that way about Outcast. If they change things, I'm going to be okay with it. And I think I said that before. Any change they make probably will make it better. Because there are parts in the comics that are really slow. And I feel like they can't really have it be that slow on the TV show and have it draw the fan base they want it to have. So they're going to have to change things or speed things up a little bit. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. Hey, you know that one issue where he goes to the house and that big black guy is in the basement? Mm-hmm. That could be T-Dog. Oh, that'd be great. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. Then we get to go see T-Dog again and get some more hugs. It's like Terry Crews. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd actually be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus. Demon-possessed Terry Crews beating the shit out. <laughs> yeah, because the gas was a huge, too. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I got to make sure I put my DVR on to catch it then. Uh, Preacher also debuted. Which uh, I haven't seen either. Oh my god! How did you miss Preacher? Uh, because I was busy preaching at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when it comes on. It comes on Sunday nights. At what time? Uh, I believe nine o'clock. I'm Game of Thrones in it, man. What are you talking about? You can save that for the next day or whatever. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> A horse has no name. Yeah. I'm, uh. <laughs> 
Was that Eagle Song? <laughs> what? Horse with no name? Nice. <laughs> no, I, dude, it's Sunday night. You know what happens on Monday morning? I got to get up. I got to go to work. I'm old, dog. That's what DVRs are for. DVRs are for. Man, there's so much stuff recording on that DVR now, I don't even know if I have room. Well, you need to watch Preacher. Uh, I was really impressed with the first episode. It's not exactly 100% true to the comics, but they kept the same feel to it. A lot of the characters feel exactly like they're supposed to, which I feel like is the one thing that's missing from shows like Walking Dead. Like They didn't keep the characters true to themselves. They really kind of did in Preacher, though, at least the first episode. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it's violent, it's dark and twisted, and just exactly what I want it to be. Ah, sounds like Melrose Place. Huh. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not all up on my preacher lore, man. I don't know much about it. I don't think you have to. Um, I think if you have read the books, read. there are some things that will bother you a little bit. Um, but I think if you haven't read the books, you'll just really be able to enjoy it. Okay. Like, it's really a fun... Like, even, even the stuff that bothers you is totally forgivable because all the other stuff makes up for it. Nothing bothers me. Yeah, a lot of shit bothers <laughs> Bother is such a hard word to use. You know, we'll say maybe. Oh, bother. <laughs> Irritate me, maybe, but no. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but check it out if you haven't yet. Preacher's great. I okay. was really impressed. I'm really impressed with Outcast, too. Both of those are just excellent. Nice. So, uh, let's see. Going on to movies. Yeah. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. I thought you were going to the movies. Did you not see it yet? No. <gasps> Casey Jones. Yeah, Casey Jones. I'm not I'm not that excited for it. I'll watch it, but I'm not I'm not going to I've no money. I'm not going to rush out to see it in the theater. Neither do I. <laughs> uh Rick Feniwa. <laughs> Bless you. The director of Dope. Uh he's been chosen as the new director of the Flash movie after the departure of Sean Graham Smith. Okay. So, um in his first movie, he cuts the Flash and gets Barry, the real Flash from the TV show. No, it would be nice. Yeah. I think everybody from the Arrowverse, quote unquote, yeah. is pushing for them to be part of the main universe, but I don't think it's going to happen. Dumbasses. Um, yeah, it's kind of a misstep. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but apparently, I never saw Dope. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people thought it was real fun. <laughs> a lot of people like Dope. A lot, okay. <laughs> a lot of people like Dope. Uh, real fun, lighthearted, like coming of age story. Okay. So. They want somebody who has that kind of feeling behind them to do The Flash because they want it to be lighthearted and fun, kind of like the Flash TV series is. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know why they don't just use The Flash from the TV series. Hello. Because it's already fun and lighthearted, but what do Flash. I know? What do I know? <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's, that's that. Moving on to Captain Marvel. Apparently, Marvel is in talks with Brie Larson to play the title role. Hey, we know her. Yeah. Not personally, but we know who she is. Yeah. Stalker. <laughs> well, you might be a stalker. I, I, only, stalker. I only really know her as the sister from Trainwreck and the drummer from Scott Pilgrim. Those are the only two roles I know her from, though. You didn't see her? Uh, oh, you already said the one. Yeah, Trainwreck and then Scott Pilgrim. And then she was also in uh, uh, 21 Jump Street. She was the girlfriend. I only, was, I only saw that movie one time. So she I was don't... the girl riding the bus. She was the one that was uh, Dave Franco's girl. Okay. And she was uh, romantically involved with uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, I only saw that once, so I don't really remember. She's but. actually, uh, I mean, you know, those first couple of movies were comedies and whatever and whatnot, but she's actually really good. She's gotten serious and... Uh, she's got the look for it, for sure. I mean, I've seen a couple of, like, doctored up images of her as Captain Marvel, and holy crap, like, she looks the part. Early on, she was a little pudgy, but now she's not. Now she's in, like, great shape and everything. I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't make fun of her she was pudgy. She can be who she want to be. <laughs> but, uh, no, she really, like, went through some hardcore regimen stuff. She's, she's cut. Nice. 
Well, I mean, she looks, like I said, she looks the part, so uh, I think she'd be a great choice. She's got the big boobs? Captain Marvel doesn't really have big boobs. <laughs> How would you know, you stalker? <laughs> I've read a lot of Captain Marvel comic books. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about the wrong one. Who are you thinking about? I'm thinking Power Girl, my bad. <laughs> How do you get those two confused? They're not They're even... both freaking blonde, hello! <laughs> wow. <laughs> they both fly! They're not, even, they're not even in the same universe. One's whatever. DC, one's Marvel. <laughs> Rebirth, after birth, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> sorry, man. We ha- I ran into too many Power Girls at the con. I'm sorry. Oh, they're still in your head? That's yeah. What it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, let's see. Marvel also had a big announcement. Uh, they got the movie rights to Namor back. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Um, so we might actually see the Illuminati. No one wants to see that shit. A lot of people really like Namor. I actually really like Namor. He's got little wings on his feet. He does have little wings on his Yay. feet. Aquaman's way worse. Uh, <laughs> Namor is actually kind of a badass with his Imperious Rex and his. Uh, is that a new dinosaur? No. <laughs> Wait, is that what they called the one in Jurassic World? <laughs> I don't remember. You called him Pepsisaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> now, what the hell? Indominus. Indominus, right. Well, what the hell is. In it, what you call it says Imperious? Was that a, a play? Well, he's been saying it since like 1960 something, so I don't think that. I don't think he stole it from Jurassic World. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Imperious Rex. Uh, so, yeah. Damn it, I licked the microphone again. What is wrong with you? Dude, what the hell is this damn thing so close to me? <laughs> so anyways, they got the rights to Namor back. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, we may see the Illuminati make an appearance in the movies, which would be really cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, moving on, uh, Jeff Johns officially revealed the title of the Justice League movie. What's it called? It's called Justice League. <laughs> Talk about anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but there's a lot of people misspeculating about what it's going to be called, and he just had to put them in their place and say, yeah, it's just called Justice League. Shut up. very nice Um, Rose McGowan is in our news (gasps) of all people oh yeah Uh, she called out Fox complaining about a billboard they put up for X-Men Apocalypse Uh because it shows Apocalypse choking Mystique and she says that that conveys casual violence towards women okay so Fox has said we apologize and we're taking it down really yeah did she like date Marilyn Manson (laughs) didn't he like choke her doesn't she like that shit? As long as she likes it. <coughs> well, I've seen her in a lot of movies where she's getting beat up, choked, slapped, and whatever. So if you have a problem with that, why are you doing those movies? I think it's kind of a dumb thing to complain about because they're fictional characters. And it's, it's, if it was like a normal-looking person choking another normal-looking person, sure, I can see it there. But they're both blue-skinned, and Apocalypse is like obviously wearing ancient Egyptian armor and shit. <laughs> and, it, you know... I mean, it's a scene straight out of the movie. Well, you know, Rose McGowan is slaying that Blue Lives Matter, dog. Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> no, the problem is, and I can tell you exactly. I'm calling this episode Lives Matter. Lives Matter. <laughs> I'll tell you what exactly what's going on here. Her name has been mentioned for shit in a long time, so she's trying to get her name out there. That's got to be what it is. God damn it, fucking microphone. <laughs> microphone Lives Matter, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's kind of a dumb thing. but It must be this damn Kickstarter. I feel like a fucking lizard over here. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Reptile. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of X-Men Apocalypse, it did come out yeah. over the weekend. Did you see it yet? No, you pieces of crap. You went without me. I, I saw it. I, I enjoyed it. I don't want to hear about it. It's not a perfect movie. Well, don't know, tell it me. It has flaws. Why are you still talking? Because I've got to get my review. <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to see those characters on screen. I mean, it's not the normal X-Men team. Uh, it's definitely the best role I've seen Sophie Turner in. I usually can't stand her. I thought she was terrible in Game of Thrones for most of the series. Uh, I've seen a couple of her other movies, too, that it just she's terrible in. Um, she was actually okay as Jean Grey. So this is the first time I've actually liked Sophie Turner. Um, 
some of the stuff with Nightcrawler and Angel is really cool. Uh, the transformation into Archangel, I was very impressed with. It's not straight out of the comics or anything. They had to change a lot of stuff, but it's still well done, and it still conveys what Apocalypse is doing. Um, Shame! His power set is really well exhibited. Huh. Uh, the way he kills people, the way he you know merges molecules and shit, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of stuff to like about the movie. There's a lot of stuff people can nitpick about and say they don't like, but uh, I honestly had more fun watching this than I did watching Civil War. Wow. So I really I really enjoyed it. And you were giving me so much shit that I was so excited to see this movie, and then now you're like, hey, it was better than Civil War. Like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a better movie than Civil War. It's just I've, fun. I've only seen Civil War one time, but there are parts of Civil War that lull. Uh-huh. It's a little bit slow in the beginning and stuff. Okay. I never felt that way watching Apocalypse. It's just beat, 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 just nonstop stuff happening. A lot of fun. Okay. All right. Well, I've talked to different people who uh, don't know nothing about comics and people who know comics like yourself and other nerds and whatnot. And I'm getting the same thing. I'm not getting uh, this movie sucked. I'm getting this movie was good for what it was. And you go in there and enjoy Open Mind, you'll have a blast. So that's good for me. And it's making money. So I'm, I'm happy with it. You know me. I'm, I love Apocalypse. So we'll see what I think about it. You either hear me bitching next week or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you won't hear me bitching because I ain't got no money to go see the movie yet. So uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I got to see that in the Toidles. Yeah, I mean, I'll see the Turtles eventually. I just not like I loved Ninja Turtles growing up. I just I'm so unexcited about the current stuff that's coming out. I got you. It's got our two favorite characters in the movie, though. Yeah, I mean, I love Rocksteady and Bebop, and I mean, Casey Jones is great and everything. I like Stephen Amell. I just not. I got you. Uh, it's just not. And doing when funds it for are me. tight, you got to choose and pick. I understand. Yeah. I hear exactly. You know, got to see Cano too, and I haven't seen it yet. Why would you want to see that? Because it got a lot of good reviews. Believe it or not, Team <sighs> Pill got a lot of good reviews for Cano. It's supposed to be pretty funny. I don't, I don't really find them that fun. Well, I don't want to see it, but the boy wants to see it, and he keeps on harassing me about it, so i got to see some stupid cat movie. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it for news. Okay. Uh, I want to remind everybody, we're going to be at Comic Palooza two weeks from now. Tell them why. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, I'm going to be there with a booth as Grey Bear Comics. We're going to be selling a preview book and a whole bunch of prints, and come by and talk to us. We're going to give away some stuff. It's going to be pretty awesome. What day are you doing that? Uh, all weekend. All what? Weekend. We'll be at the booth. What am I going to be doing? Uh, we're also going to be doing interviews. I'm going to be walking away from the table to do these. We know Man of Action is going to be there. Joe Kelly, Joe Casey. Really looking forward to talking to those guys. I got a ton of books to get signed. It's that big, giant fucking stack right there. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. And then, you know, there's also some other people coming. You know, Daryl and Merle from The Walking Dead are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I dare you to tell me sucks. I probably won't even get to talk to him. I'm going to get him for you. Oh, you're going to pay for me to get a pass? No, I'm not going to pay for you. Oh. I'm going to get him for you. I got Sam Jones. I See, I actually like Norman Reedus, but I just don't like the character. I can get you Norman Reedus. Okay. That's going to be my goal for Comic Palooza. I'll talk to him. I don't care. I may get arrested, but I'm going to get you Norman Reedus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to meet Alan Oppenheimer. Do Ooh. the Merman on Merman interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that piece of crap. I'm, I'm going to show him. I'm really the right guy to do the voice. I got talent. He's going to school you. It's oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> it's be I'm already schooled now. I'm already scared to get in there. <laughs> uh, celebrity guest, though, Carl Weathers is going to be there. What if he tells me if I suck? I think he'll be nice. What if he tells me you should stop doing that from now on? What if he threatens to sue me? That won't happen. I'm using his likeness. I mean, excuse me, his voice. He doesn't own the rights of the character. Okay, but what if he's like, dude, that really sucks. What if he like, he's going to like thrash me and I'm going to like be heartbroken, butthurt and shit? I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> What if he tells me it's awesome? Then you feel good about it. I'll be impossible to live with. Well, I know that's you're all. <laughs> that, that's not a change. <laughs> you're already impossible to live with. <laughs> yeah, just ask my wife. Six years. Yeah. 
uh, but the the main thing, the thing I'm most excited about, is that we're doing a live show Sunday morning at 10:30. So we're also doing like a podcasting panel Saturday night. What the hell, man? I got a life. I yeah. I mean, I'm going to be on it. You don't have to nice. be on it if you don't want to. <laughs> I'll be on there to complain. That's what I do. Yeah, but uh, make sure to come to our live show Sunday morning at 10:30 if you're going to be there. It's at the Microsearch Panel Room, which I believe is 237D. Uh, I'll post links on the on Facebook and Twitter so everybody knows exactly where we are. But we got a lot of cool stuff to give away. We got a bunch of pop figures. We got, uh, like I said, signed books from Matt Rosenberg and uh, Frank Barberi. I got some Deadpool stuff I'm going to give away. It's just going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to break something out here real quick in regards to that. Everybody who's listening to this and will be coming to the live show, make sure you bring a Sharpie. You're going to want a Sharpie. Well, we're going to have Sharpies for them. Well, they need to have their own damn Sharpie. Why? You'll see. <laughs> so uh, we also have a, a strange special event planned for it. That you will need a sharpie for, but we will have them, so don't worry. Uh, yeah. um, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you just invited them. You are. <laughs> I was hoping you would do it. Uh, no, it's so, time for you to do something crazy. I do crazy shit all the time. No, you don't. You do stuff that's crazy. That's not going to get you arrested. You send this dumbass out there to do the stuff that's going to get him arrested. Your your idea of what's going to get you arrested is completely way off. Like you're going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be kids in the audience. I'll just tell him. You know, he's my mentally handicapped brother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, at least I'm your brother. You can play it off. I know you can. I've seen you do it. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. <laughs> So anyways, make sure to come by and see our show. Uh, and because we have so much going on prepping for Comic Palooza, there's not going to be an episode next week. Um, but you will be getting two the weekend after that because we'll be doing our live show, which we'll record and release as an episode, as well as all of our interviews and things like that. So look forward to two episodes two weeks from now, but no episode next week. So in two weeks, we're doubling down on them? That's right. All right. Splitting and doubling down. That's right. Hit me. Is it Blackjack? <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media so we can tell you all about Comic Palooza and the updates we have coming. Uh, Facebook.com slash Comical Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast, too. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud and leave us a five-star review if you like it. Uh, also, visit our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Comical Podcast, and support us if you can. And uh, that is it, guys. So please come out to his booth at Comapalooza, please. I need this book to sell because I'm getting tired of hearing about him crying and bitching and moaning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bring it out there, man. Come support this man in this book. He's working his ass off. Seriously, I'm giving you props to that. You really are working very hard. I don't know how you find the time to do this with me here, uh, but I appreciate it, man. Seriously. Do the best I can. That's all I can do. I hear you. So we will see you guys in two weeks. And until that time, keep on laughing, bitches. Ha, 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 ha.